The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Monday morning edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Again, from the star in Frisco, we are live and ready to go. Still the SWBC, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. Still still I mean, I guess we can. Why not? Okay. I'll just say the, our favorite chip and dip. There we go. We can do it. I, I'll figure it That's out. It's an opinion now. It is an opinion. I like it. Because we love our friends over at Tostitos, Tostitos. no doubt about it. Even though if, even if they're not official or whatever, if, okay. if they change the slogan, we still have our own slogan. We're having but a party this weekend. I mean, I would love to have some Tostitos there. Oh. I would love it, too. I didn't get an invite to this party. Oh, I was about to tell you guys about it. Yeah. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. Is it I, open I, I, to everybody? Yeah, you guys come on through. White, white elephant gift exchange, you know, onesie, oh. onesie competition, photo booth. A onesie that. competition. Yeah. The only onesie that I have ever worn in my entire life is the one that's in my truck right now, and it's your bear costume that you let me say, let me have for Halloween. I say, don't go down that hole. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Heckman gave me a look. Hex puzzled. Oh, oh my. <laughs> You saw the pictures. I wore a bear costume and uh, that Isaiah wore on Hit Sticks for okay. Halloween. That's what I dressed up for. Uh, for I'm glad Halloween. that's where it I was a Thunder Buddy. <laughs> I'm glad. To... Yeah, you're, you're Thunder. What'd you dress up as for no Halloween? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember what I was. already that far in yeah, the rearview I mean, mirror. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. The holiday I, seasons engulfed you that much dude, already. It, it's been a hell of a weekend. Once guys. you get kids, <laughs> man, you're too tired. Let the kids, kids. dress up and you just <laughs> go drink a beer. How many kids do we have you between? How many? How many do you have? Four, one, three. So that's yeah, a solid eight. eight. Two. Hmm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ten. Hey, yeah. we got double solid digits. Ten. All right, got a basketball allegedly, team. got a basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a basketball team out here. Yeah, we can field two teams, five on five. Okay, why, what is your it. dream? How many kids would you like to have? Oh, my gosh. Don't ask me that question. I don't this, know. This is a random question. No, 25. Who cares? No, oh, wow. no, no. It's an actual I question. Do. Wow. Answer the question. I don't, don't care. be like that this morning. We can morning. get his girlfriend on the phone if you want. Yeah, we we could. could. She would love to answer that We have that a caller. <laughs> we have a caller. Call her up. <laughs> That's L from Frisco calling. She'd call on Friday do the picks. She that? could. She would love that. Actually, she's always wanted to be on this show. She tells me. She tells me all the time. She's like, "Why don't you get me on the on the show? Let's set it up." <laughs> there okay. it is. There we go. I guess Friday we're happened. having it. Lorena, I'll give you a call later. All right. Mm. How's everybody's weekend? Everybody get a chance to mm. kind of chill out. The Cowboys mm. winning on Thursday. Had an opportunity to take Sunday off and just enjoy sports mm-hmm. across the table. There was lots of it. Good College games. basketball. Good of course, the NFL. Racing, if you're a racing fan, it was fantastic this Sunday. But, I mean, just a relaxing day. That is his love language. Dude, I'm hearing more and more people it. talk about F1. So you're not the only one. Yeah, I keep rever- I keep reverting back to you, my, my expert in F1. But I'm having all these people <laughs> in my circle now. Maybe it's just because I'm more aware of it. Yeah. But everybody's talking about F1 now. It yeah. was incredible on Sunday. It was fantastic. <laughs> this is not talking have you ever, have you ever watched F1? F1? Not once. Have you? No. Me neither. It's Watch not- the show on Netflix. There's a show. There's a show on Netflix, and it's fantastic. If you watch the show, you're going to start watching the the actual races. Is it a running show, or was it like a documentary? It's a documentary, Documentary. but it's every season. There's like three seasons now. This fourth one has just been unbelievable, so I cannot wait for the season. How big are F1 drivers? Huge. 
Huge. No, no, I'm talking about statue. Oh, the tiny. Oh, they're yeah, tiny. they're super small. It's like jockeys. Got you. Yeah, they're I'll not very big. They're like Shannon. Damn it. Damn. Damn it. Boom! That just happened. Shout out to hanging with the boys. <laughs> that didn't take long. Oh, no, it did not. Oh, no, let's not feed I mean, this they, rivalry. Dude, they they <laughs> been hard for a while on the show, so why not? That's good. No, thank you, Beam. I love it. Nate Throw stopped it out there. Nate stopped me in the hallway Friday and was just, hey, it's good to see you. Hey, by the way, we're number one. All right. We're we're the number oh, one okay. show. I'm like, uh, here we here we go. Yeah, here man. Go. All righty. We've never been one to, to dive into that competition. We don't have to do that. No. Yeah, let's, we'll just keep doing our thing. Keep doing our thing. Have some fun. Yeah. Focus on what we can control, right, guys? Yeah. That's so, how we do it. So, do the guys, what's the schedule this week, Rob P? Players are back in the building today and yeah. just start a normal week finally. I think they're off tomorrow and then get back to work, practice on Wednesday. So they had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off? Three straight days. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. And then today they're back, but it's just meetings yeah. and workouts tomorrow completely off again, which I is believe nice. so, yeah. And yeah. then Wednesday, full padded practice. Thursday, probably a lighter practice, padded practice. Normally the padded practices are Thursday. Oh, okay. Those are the, those are the big days of the week. They're running out of padded practices. I don't know how many they have left. Uh, teams get an allotment every week. I know Isaiah loves this. They're running out of padded practices. <laughs> there's only there's probably only two or three left. In the season. For those of for those of you at home listening to Talking Cowboys and not watching, you could probably hear Isaiah's eyes this roll. This is madness. Were you good for them? Were they doing two a days when you came? Heck in? Yeah, we're doing still, two a days. Still doing two a days. Yeah, okay, yeah, real two a days. 2011 was the lockout, and that's when everything. That's when changed. everything changed. Yeah, yeah. I came in in 07, so. What was that like compared to what they have today? It's this is this is fluff. <laughs> they getting paid more money. They their bodies are less wear and tear on their bodies during the week. It's great for them. I'm glad. Say, I mean, that's, that's that's what the CBA is all about. Players. Great job, for, you know. Great job negotiating that. We just didn't have that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have an opportunity late in your career to have that sort of schedule? It eased up towards the end of my career. It did ease up where we would have. One practice and one walkthrough. That's what I think our two days ended up turning into. And we were like laughing. Everybody was like, Are you serious right now? So that was kind of the start of it. But now this days off during the week, are you kidding me? Like, no, that wasn't a thing. That, that was not a thing. It ramped up. It ramped up quickly. It's a delicate balance because you're trying to protect guys from injury all the way starting in OTAs. But then, how, what's the juggling act with the quality of play? Is the quality yeah. of play what it should be? Have we seen a drop off in quality of play since this happened? I think last year we did. Yeah, <laughs> last year for sure. For sure. Um, but it, it, then you also add an additional game to the season. So I think that's the, maybe the thinking going into it. I'm sorry, Isaiah, but that's what it is. They're trying to save guys with the extra game, which makes sense. Um, and and should they add an extra buy, they'll probably add an extra game as well, as you mm -hmm. stated, and probably dumb the the rules down a little bit more. But. You know, think, I think health wise, it doesn't matter how they do it. You can mm. tell all around the league that there are teams yeah. that are beat up. Regardless. A lot of people getting a lot of injuries yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah. some bad ones. Uh, yeah, really bad ones, unfortunately, <clears throat> for Washington. Yeah. This sucks for him. Yeah, you want to go through that? Yeah, I mean, was it um, Logan Thomas? Yes, sir. Looks, looks like it's going to be an ACL mm. for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really unfortunate. That's, I hate seeing guys get hurt like that. I hate it. Obviously, it's easier to come back from ACL injuries now, but I, see, I feel like we're seeing this a lot this year. Every year, it seems like there's one injury that kind of plagues the whole league. And this year, I believe, it's the ACL. It's that soft tissue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's your that's the whole the whole the shebang whole right there. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a, now I think that's a solid seven eight month recovery. Back in the day, it used to be like a good year. One year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, the recovery's gotten better, but that alters 
the trajectory yeah, yeah, alters the trajectory of somebody's career potentially depending on what your contracts are and where you're at in, in those negotiations you're not going to get with you the value that you should have gotten until you come back and show that you can that you can come back from that injury and it's just unfortunate it's fortunate for Dallas they don't have to worry about him this week yeah but it's really unfortunate for him and that organization because he's a big part of their offense well you'd rather have to try and take him out of the picture from a game plan standpoint yes, exactly. than have him exactly. be injured nobody ever wants no. that to happen and you saw that last year with Dak Prescott I mean as much as people hate the Cowboys yeah. outside of being a Cowboys fan there was so much love around the league for yep. Dak whenever, whenever he went down. You never want that to happen. You never wish that upon anybody, even your worst rivals. But talking about kind of the, the war of attrition that's starting to happen, we know it's a long season, 17 games as opposed to 16 a year ago. This is going to get into that nitty-gritty part of the year. Luckily, the Cowboys, like Mike McCarthy has said all year long, kind of have that halfway by yeah. these 10 days in between games, and you have so much time off that it works as almost a, a de facto by following the Thursday game against the Saints and prior to the game against the Washington football team. Is that enough time for the running game to wake up? Because we've had some struggles, at least the Cowboys have had some struggles over the last couple of weeks. A couple hundred-yard performances, but they've both come in wins, the Saints game and the Falcons game. I don't know exactly what to think about this run game moving forward. I don't know if this is a long-term problem. I don't know if this is just because of the defenses that you faced throughout these games. Rob, when you look at this run game, is this an issue that, you're worried about as you enter the final five games of the season and then, of course, the playoffs if you get there. Yeah, I think it's a concern for sure because um, there's a five-game five sample of evidence that they're not the same running team as they were early in the season. And I think you're right. There's there's a lot of different factors for it. They've played some good defensive fronts. Um, they also don't seem to be establishing the line of scrimmage like they used to. Yep. And I don't know if it's a coincidence that you know, five games ago, Tyron goes out for three games. They make a change at left guard. The continuity's, you know, they've had some shuffling at right tackle. The continuity's not what it was. Um, and, you know, I think the other part of it, too, is that they've, in the passing game, they've got to be able to throw teams out of that because what we've seen, I mean, hey, Blue, blueprint. blueprint. <laughs> come on, come on! You didn't want to use another word. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to say it. But you know, ever since Denver started that. You know, the kind of that tight press man coverage and and kind of trying to take away the run, it's been more of a challenge to do that. And, and the hope would be now that you've got Amari, CD, and Michael Gallup back, you saw flashes of it against the Saints, that maybe now they can get that passing game rolling, per, protection provided, and throw teams out of that and force those boxes to be lighter than they've been. What do you think? No, I, I really believe what you're saying is spot on. It's... Uh, I think a lot of people don't understand the cause and effect part of this running game and having the injuries up front. We, we talk about continuity and all of that, but we met certain teams and we were hurt up front. We didn't have like we didn't have our best blocking receivers on, on the field at the same time. I think we're finding out that Dalton shows for everything that he does great in the passing game is kind of a liability blocking sometimes. We've just seen him with uh, on blocks. But I, I just, for me, like you said, the line of scrimmage, winning the line of scrimmage, we hadn't been able to do that. We saw in those Carolina games and uh, Eagles games and even in the Giants game where we were pulling guards and we were – uh, relying on Biotis to reach block on the backside and guys getting out in space. What teams started to do with Kansas City and with New England is they started putting those one and three techs in the A-gaps and just bringing pressure up front, and that slowed a lot of what we were doing down. 
look, Kellen Moore also got a little cutesy <laughs> with the play calling, and I think that set us back as well. Dak Prescott is free, is facing six and seven man boxes, and he hadn't been able to throw teams out of it like you're talking about. Make them move those guys out. Uh, but I just think that teams have been able to tee off on us and come after the running game, and we hadn't been able to create that space up front. And so, look, if you just go over the games that we've had, like the Chargers, the Eagles, the Panthers, Giants, those were games where we were having the most success in our running game. Uh, due to injuries and guys being missing, I think that's where you see the running game start to struggle a little bit. Again, that's the cause and effect that I see. Yeah. I think it's a combination of everything that you guys just said. Uh, I do think that we are now kind of entering the phase where Kellen Moore needs to start taking a book out of, uh, was it Enemy and um, Andy Reid's book, mm-hmm. where they create runs through screens. Mm. And they really loosen up their box. Short passing. Yeah, short passing yeah. game allows for them to get these quick quick screens, get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. CD, cool, say, you, Gallup. CD had a big 33, 34-yard catch a in the first run quarter. Play. Yeah. That's a run play. So that's what Kansas City does really well. That really loosens up that box, which allows for them now to run the ball um, in those gaps um, that we we're just talking about. It takes a, kind of that seven-man box out of there now and starts negating guys to be able to have five, six-man boxes, which is what you want to run against. So I think that they, uh, Kellen Moore has to figure that out. I and mean, that's why last week put so much emphasis on hey this is on more to figure it to figure it out because that's his responsibility yeah you have guys you got one guy who's healthy one guy who's banged up in the backfield and you still have to find a way to be productive and if you can't do it with your running backs inside the box and get into your receivers hands and get those yards that way I think that's important to remember especially whenever you look at the way that they were able to get those yards against New Orleans. Because if you're listening to this show and you're looking at the stats of the New Orleans game and you're saying, oh, there's 146 total yards rushing, why are you guys upset about the run game? Well, you take away the two plays that they did exactly what you're talking about. The 58-yarder from Tony Pollard catches the edge. That's 58 yards. You take that out of the equation along with the C.D. Lamb play that was technically a run but more so a screen pass for 30-something yards. That's 90 yards almost off the table. And so you turn around and you look at your your performance at that point, and you're running for 60 yards again, which is exactly what you did against Las Vegas. You're held to about three and a half, maybe less than that, yards per play, yards per rush, and it did not look pretty. Uh, That's the biggest thing. I think whenever you look at the film, they were stuffed on every single occasion outside of those two big plays. Now, that helps. You You want those big plays. I'm not saying that's... They, they didn't count because they certainly do, but you got to have some sort of consistency in running the football like they did earlier in the year. So you're eight and four. Let's go back to that. <laughs> you're eight, feeling good about feeling it. good about yourself. You're two games up in the division, and I, you know, look, I went back over the weekend and I looked at the the New Orleans game again. And you're right, man. It was a lot closer than we wanted to give credit to. And as far as the ending score, uh, mm-hmm. we kept them around way too long. And if you can establish your running game and you do some things like that, that changes the dynamic of your offense. But I believe, and just from the football that I watch in general, that a lot of offensive coordinators in the league are coaching to get a head coaching job. And I'm not talking about Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Just, if we win, great, but I want you to love my play design. I want you to be talking about my play design on Monday morning. You know, Trying and to put a resume out there. Exactly. And you see that You see that in the Super Bowl with some of the wild offensive calls that are played. It's like, oh, man, he went in his bag and he called this crazy play that – if otherwise in the regular season, you wouldn't call that, you know. And so I just think that those things are, like, when I look at 
Kevin Stefanski, when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, the way that they block on those zone blocks, I mean, they're getting guys out in space and they are dedicated to continuing to run the ball. I believe that for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, our offensive line, we've been doing a lot of isolation blocks trying to get up. And I think that's hard for offensive linemen to get a hat on a hat uh, in, in a lot of ways, especially when you're trying to get out in space. We got to get back to double teaming, double teaming guys. You know, getting our guard and center to cut off the, you know, get cut off uh, double block and then get backside to cut off the the linebackers. Those are just things that maybe we got away from because we were not as healthy. We were relying on Steele to just kind of when he was at the right tackle, block down, let the guards get out, and guys were getting up the field. But again, I'm just saying there are things that you can change up offensively uh, once obviously I hope Philbin is back and healthy uh, but they're just things that you can change up with the offensive line that can present a challenge to teams in the running game you know uh, the other thing too you guys mentioned Kellen Moore and schematically they the Pollard run the the screen pass the CD you're attacking the edges Mm -hmm. and Brian brought us I give him credit because he's been on this for a couple weeks now they're they're trying to they're they're avoiding that part of the the scheme. I mean, they're not trying to go attack the edge as much. And Mike McCarthy was asked about it, and he said, "Yeah, that's, we probably need some more variation there." So I think that's that's another thing they can look to do. And Connor Williams, that's one thing when he was in the lineup. I'm not saying they should go back to him necessarily, but him pulling and getting out in space and some of those stretch runs, like that's things he did probably better than anything. Um, so that's something they got to look at too schematically. Now. Why would they avoid the edge like that, though? Is it just I don't know. pure ignorance to it, or just they? that's what the scheme has drawn up on certain I, occasions? I, I don't know. Okay. I, I think Mike had said when he was asked about it Friday that that's kind of a harder thing to get to, to hmm. capture. But they've had – Bobby Belt had a stat uh, from NFL Network about when they, they're averaging six, seven yards of carry, left edge, right edge. I, I'm not saying you can do it all the time, but they – They've had a lot more success doing that than just pounding it up the middle. A lot of first down runs against the Saints that went for a yard or two, you know, up up the middle, and and they're just running into a brick wall. It kind of felt like the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, you know? you're exactly right. And the Raiders did the same thing uh, on that in that game as well. So trying to take away Ezekiel Elliott has been a key for a couple defenses this year, and they're going to try and keep doing that. So maybe it is the Tony Pollard show the rest of the way if they can catch the edge and maybe Zeke's healthy heading into this Washington game. But that's a big one, too. you got to make sure he's healthy and ready to go. Oh, teams are willing to die <laughs> that way. I mean, we've, yeah. the last three contests, teams that we've played, they have been willing to die that way. We're going to take away the running game. And you've got to beat us throwing the ball. And that's just, I think, with the injuries to Dax Calf, maybe the limitations in, in some of his mechanics that we've talked about, maybe those have been the things that have kept teams closer in games than we'd like. Uh, but, you know, obviously the healthier he is, he can, he can break that. Real quick, question for you guys. When you guys watch the games back, do you see opportunities for him to run that he's not taking? Hell yeah. Talking about Zeke? Uh, Dak. 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 Oh, oh yeah. yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All the way back to the beginning of the season. Okay. Because I just, I just watching the Saints game back in particular, I felt like, because a lot of people were saying that, I do think there's situations where it looks like he's got some green, it's going to close fast on him. But it's always, like, It always looks bigger than it actually is. Yeah, but he's not running nearly as much as he did in the past. They're not using the, the read option stuff as much as they used to. I mean, you know. I think he's too high, and I was like this at one point in my career. I'm not making any comparison to myself or in Dak at that position right now. But there was a point in my career where I felt like I had to – throw a dime every time like I had to get the big chunk I had to get the big play I had to throw it downfield and you literally even though you're aware of the line of scrimmage like you're like I'm not crossing it 
I'm not crossing it. And then he, I, I feel like he's at the phase now where he has to change his mindset to say, move the chains. Hmm. Move the chains. And once you wrap your head around that concept, those little runs like that become more more feasible. Like I'm more willing to now just take that quick three, four-yard slide, get up. Now all of a sudden I'm in more manageable down. That's what I think he has to get back to understanding. We don't, you don't have to take off and run you know, 10, 15 yards down the field and then get hit by a linebacker or whatever it may be. Get three, four yards a pop. If it's four yards sitting there in front of you, take it. Yeah. Take it because you help kill him. You put him and their entire offense in a better position for the next down. It's much better to take that quick little run across the line of scrimmage, get what you can, slide, don't take any contact, than to go ahead and throw the ball away and be in second and ten again or to throw a bad ball yeah. and have it be contested and maybe pop up and some bad can happen. Take the yardage that they give you, and we will be in a much better state as offense. Now, that's been the mystique of Dak Prescott since he came into the league. You know, his ability to create yeah. with this run, with off the run, and then pass off of it. We hadn't seen it this year, and it's kind of just kind of weird to see him, you know, bootleg out and not take the additional yards and, you know, still try to throw. I don't know, like, we talk about the psychology of injuries when you always Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, look, when I had this happen to my shoulder, my foot, all these things, that it changed your game. Maybe we're just watching the guy trying to deal with that mentally, knowing that, hey, I got hurt doing or or, Yeah, or it's a coaching point. Like, look, you know, we can't. We can't risk you getting hurt again. You know, again, yeah. we got you. We got you. Got to be more mindful of it because you are the key to this offense. It could be coming a couple different directions to Dak Prescott, yeah. saying, "Hey, let's let's be aware of the line of scrimmage, like Isaiah was saying, but let's not cross it. Yeah. Let's let's stay behind." You don't see there. that happening. <laughs> it's just it's, <laughs> not long term. I think you'll see it click. And one of one yeah. of these games, he's gonna he's gonna get out of the pocket and he's gonna, gonna take it. And he's gonna take the five yard slide and be like, "That was easy. Yeah. It's second and five. It's second and five, you know, and like the play calls just open up. Your whole that whole little three hundred play sheet or whatever many plays they have on that thing, that thing just opens up whenever it becomes that that, that short down distance. So, I hope that that clicks for him sooner than later because he can help this team a lot in terms of our third down percentage. Where was it? Two for fourteen, two for fifteen last game, something yeah, crazy like that. Thirteen. He can help a lot by just doing that. You're exactly right. And, I mean, playing in front of the chains is always going to help you out. And the Cowboys have been playing behind the chains quite a bit as of late. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, Move On or Groove On, the segment everybody loves, is returning. We've got some, mm, let's let's just say they're steamy Cowboys mm, questions. Steamy, you say? Yes, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Why are they steamy? There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. 
Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. The Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Chris what Beam you, is on his way. Chris Beam is on his way. Not for a job. Collision. Not for a job. Not for a job. A sleek wow, throwing is. him under the bus, no, man. not coming for a job. Sleek. Throwing it, man. Yeah, throwing Chris's business out there like that? He's going to be a caliber collision. Oh, Believe that. Oh, yes. Oh, poor but what Chris. Do you, do you see that? You hear that? Is everybody okay? Yeah, everybody good? Well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> it was Shaggy. It wasn't me. By the way, congratulations to Chris Beam in the back. His Baylor Bears. Let's go. Big 12 champions at AT&T Stadium Damn in a classic By an inch. By an inch. Literally an inch. That yeah. was such a good game. Lots of good college football games this weekend, and that might have been the game got close? I stopped watching it. Came down to oh, the dude. last play. Like, could Literally. not have drawn it you up. Haven't better. been on social media because nah. it blew up social. media. I stopped watching the game. They went oh, up. They were destroyed. We're, we're going to talk about it afterwards. It, yeah. it was about. It was what you was draw up game. as a kid. Wow. It was like a. It was like a movie yeah. ending to a game. Yeah, like like the huh, like the Rams in the Super Bowl type of deal. A lot like a that. lot like uh, it. Yeah. yeah, but a little bit closer. Yeah, even, even closer even than that. So. What? Than the Rams. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're yeah. talking about inches. Like, guy went for the pylon yeah. and missed Couldn't it by an inch. Yeah. Oh, wow. On the final play of the game. Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, once they went up like 21-7 yeah. or something like that, I was like, oh, six. it's easy. Yeah. Game nope. over. It was not easy. They didn't score the rest of the way, but they still won. <laughs> All right. We've got some move on or groove on. I've got some statements surrounding the Dallas Cowboys, and I want you to tell me if you're moving on, which means you accept that, or you're grooving on saying, no, thank you. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. All right. We'll start with Heckma Harrison on this one. Dalton Schultz will be on this team next season. Mm. Big number mm. 86. Is he back in I'm 2022? Grooving. Don't psh. grooving on. I'm grooving on. Okay. Yeah, I'm grooving on. So you're saying that you, you're staying, you that right? he's staying. Yeah. Right? Okay. Is that how they move yeah. on or groove on? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I think we flipped it, yeah. but we can work it either way. No, no, that's right. I think that's the way we Does that work. Done it. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're grooving on means that we like it. Moving yeah. on means that. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I think I flipped it. Yeah, you did. Okay. Why is that? I mean, come on. This guy's having a hell of a year. And, and he had, you know, 2020 he had a great season. It's no, you've built something with this guy. Mm-hmm. And although Jarwin is still under contract, I think there are some other things that needs to be considered with that whole tight end room. Uh, he's done enough for you. He's shown you that he, you've developed in London Wells, the guy you, you're tight end coach mm-hmm. uh, from New York. He's here and he's developing this guy. You see so much from him and just the way that he's running routes. I mean, he's, he's up there blocking. We, you got an off season. We're going to work on that. Hmm. 
I'm, I'm a groove on too. Go get you a blocker. Go get you a blocking tight end. Let him do what he does. Uh, he's continuing to develop. He's still young. Uh, he has some growth, obviously, in that in that regard. I'm not sure if he has, has enough weight in the trunk to really settle down and, and block guys. <laughs> but he can definitely work on his technique in the blocking. But receiving-wise, he's come leaps and bounds. I would groove on for what you guys said. He's had a hell of a year. He's become a safety blanket for Dak Prescott. But I just I wonder if there's financially they do it, if they can get it done under the cap. Because he's got an opportunity with the numbers he's putting up for the last two years to go get the bag. And you think he, somebody's going to give him the bag? I think so. I think so, too. I think so. And I just wonder they might have really? to make a decision there because of all the other things they got to do. And the cap's going to rise, but um, hmm. you've seen it with like an Anthony Hitchens, a guy that's had a great career here, but you can't, there's, there's a budget. And I wonder if that's going to be the case. You guys think he's going to leave and get the bag? I think it's a possibility. I think, think so? I mean, he goes out and tests the market, man. It wow. might be. I mean, look at nice. some of the names that you're going to have to sign this offseason if you want to keep these guys around. I mean, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, who else is in that group? Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. There are Lane names here, LVE, if you want to keep him around. But you got, I don't know. I don't see that. I mean, I, I respect what he's done. I don't see nobody breaking the know. bank he's, for him. He's like, Simply, statistically, no. he's a top. Seven, eight wide receiver. I mean, excuse me, tight end. I understand that at the moment, right now. I understand that, but but what he's shown blocking, I think, hurts him. It does in his stock. Mm. Now, had he kept the same effort that he started the year out with, because we talked about his effort earlier in the year, like, hey, he wasn't the best blocker, but he was putting out a ton of effort. That's changed, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that that variable's in there, I think, probably hurts his stock because you don't just get how many teams are getting a tight end just because of what they can do receiving wise. Like, there's <laughs> not a lot of them. But you look at the upper echelon teams like the Kansas Cities and what they do for the, with their tight ends. What, yeah, but they can block. I understand, but uh, the offensive output as well. Yeah. Is, this guy is leading the league well, a couple years ago in receiving yards, and that's changing when, you, especially when you can dominate the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's able to beat those one-on-one matchups. Put a linebacker on him if you want to, you know. Even right now, I, but I think I agree with you with yeah. what you're saying about his blocking. I just think that the bag is going to be there, and somebody will believe that they can develop him into it. I just hope it's us. <laughs> kind oh. of uh, to Heckma's point. You look at Kansas City, on, Kelsey's not the greatest blocker at tight end. He's a good blocker. He's not the can't greatest blocker. Can't say that blocker. about Kittle, though. You can't say that about <laughs> Kittle. Uh, yeah. But you also got guys on the Kansas City roster like a Blake Bell, who has been here before, Bell who Dozier. comes in and he's the blocker. blocker. He's the guy who's going to be in the blocking situation. Yeah. Right now, you don't have that with a guy like Dalton Schultz. I mean, Sprinkle you me. thought Sprinkle was supposed to be that. He hasn't played well as a blocker. <laughs> There's a couple different things going on there. So I, I, I think it's a move on. Because of the bag, not because Ooh. of the performance. So we got three grooves and one move. No, I think I, he's I'm, a move I'm on. yeah, I'm with yeah. Only Are you moving. Yeah, want to keep him, but I just wonder. Cap wise, will will okay. happen? I'm the yeah. same way. I think there's other guys that are more priority Absolutely. than than what he's going to bring in money wise. All right, Micah Parsons is the best player on the Dallas Cowboys right now. Rob Phillips. Uh, <laughs> wow. Best player across the board: offense, defense, special teams. I'd put him second right now. Behind? Zach Martin. Okay, that's fair. I think he's the second best player on the team right this minute, the way he's playing. Yes. Wow. And I think he's a legit – it's our mailbag question today. I think he's a legit candidate for defensive player of the year. I think rookie of the year is probably in in the the bag. bag. (laughs) Can you win both? Sure. That's a guy by the name of Lawrence Taylor. LT? Who's that? Yes. <laughs> a dog. Yeah. For a only, long time, yellow jacket wear. Only rookie ever to do it. And 
40 years ago to the to the year. That's going to happen what? this year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a chance. There's some really good dudes balling out right now defensively. TJ Watt, Miles <laughs> Garrett. So it's going it, to yeah. be tough. But he, I think he's in the conversation without question. I think he has to be in the conversation with what he's done. I'm going to go ditto. Think it's the same thing. Yeah. Zach Martin first. Yeah. Parsons too. Correct. That's fair. Man, y'all tripping. I cannot believe y'all, man. This dude is the, yes, he's, yes, 11 is the best you got. Yes. Not only that, in the league, look around. What's the matter? What y'all talking about? I understand Zach Martin and Conan. I got him. I love him. You know, I think I'm so happy that he's on our team. But, dog, y'all watching what Michael Parsons is doing right now? We, we, this goes all the way back to before the draft, dog. I don't we, disagree. Why? I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't put however, him at 12. I put him at 2. Yeah. No. I mean, My, Michael Parsons, gets the, he gets all the flashy stuff that you see. But Martin doesn't get – he doesn't get the highlight reel. He doesn't no. get the highlight reel. So he, not, he brings the nature of his He brings position. his lunch no, no. pail. Yeah, he brings his lunch pail. Uh, he opens it up. He eats it. Puts on his gloves. One of the work. Does the timesheet. Yeah, clocks puts, in. Clocks out. Clamps it back. Takes it back. Yeah. One of the best <laughs> right guards to ever, ever play in the NFL. But the greatness that we are watching right now. Man, come on, man. Y'all, you know what? And see, the thing is, see, when I jump out the cake, it's like, oh, you know, hey, man. Hey, you you yeah, butt nigger right now. Oh, you butt nigger right now. Cake. I'm you in can't the say, lobby. You can't say that the person we're comparing him to is one of the greatest to ever do it no. and then say that Parsons is <laughs> ahead of him. No. You know what you're saying when you say that Parsons Listen is ahead of him? Listen to what I'm saying. At the end of this, we could be talking about one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game. Correct. Look, that's a question mark. So, I am not arguing with you. But no. listen, those questions get argue, get answered as the season goes along. Correct. Well, and you're seeing tackles for losses. Oh, yeah. Zacks. Oh, yeah. Pressures. Beast. Forced fumbles. Forced fumbles. Beast. I mean, bruh. Beast. If, this is on your team. Uh, no, no, beast, beast. But one's a question mark. One's an exclamation point. I'm look his your time, and I'm telling and, you and, right and, now, and, and it's unfair to him because he doesn't have time on his side. Martin does, so that's what we're taking into mm. consideration as well. Yeah, more resume. Oh uh, look, I'm in the yeah. lobby. I jumped out the cake. Hey, real you early. I didn't even get into you the conference I got, room. I got, a, I got a face towel. I got a face towel covering up. Okay? You butt naked. I got a face towel. All right, we right there. I, I think Michael Parsons. <laughs> Michael Parsons is in a position. He is a he is in a versatile spot on defense that hasn't been seen in quite some time. Not only from a Cowboys standpoint, but in the league. league. When is Correct. the last time you've seen a guy nope. make an impact on all three nope. levels the way that Michael Parsons? I'm looking forward to seeing him at corner eventually. He might he might be great at yeah. it. Running back. I I. I I don't believe we go through a whole season without seeing him at running back, especially if Zeke takes a week off like possibly nah, this week. I was just kidding. No, nah, he was just kidding. No, no, I'm not no, kidding. I'm not kidding. Stop. Now, now you kidding. are out of the case. I'm, no, I'm, 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 no. Why wouldn't no, you? No more covering it Why up? wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not doing that. If something happened to Zeke, no, no, you no. needed a goal line back. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, you got McGovern. You're going to let Well, McGovern's a starter now. Y'all, stay, stay, with us. stay with us on the show. Stay okay? with us on the show. Okay, anyways. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I don't think we go a whole, whole season without him going to running back. This would have been a good cowboy if we hadn't mentioned butt naked like three times. Yeah. <laughs> butt probably, naked. Probably Everybody gets butt have. naked every day. Oh. Man, one of the best. What this guy is doing, at the, moving him to the linebacker position and what he's doing off the edge, you're just not seeing this from anybody yeah. that's been in the league, man. This is this is crazy. The, yep. His closing speed, just the closing speed, uh, it's – Oh, it's uncanny. I don't know. I, I mean, I liked him, obviously, in the draft. But I didn't even think that he was going to be this. I don't think anybody did, or else he would have gone number one overall. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way anybody thought that this was going to happen. Well, if he if Cowboys he had, wouldn't have oh, traded back. On top of the doggone. 
it, Tower yelling for Parsons in the draft. Did I not say you two? Yeah. Oh, my bad. But you two? Yeah. <laughs> you in that with me, dog? We in the cake oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you got no clothes on. You got to at least get a towel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this thing. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Let's go. All right, I'm going to do one more. Uh, one more move on here, Griffon. Brothers. Uh, Brothers. Cowboys will, Cowboys will finish the year 4-1 and one or better. Got five games left. They leave with just one loss in those four games. You four think, and one or better. You mm. think that's a move on or a groove on? <sighs> I can't say that, right? I'd say move on right now. I'd, say, of, I'd go three and two. Like yeah. three and two. But like we just talked about the run game. Like they've got to sort some things out. I mean, I give them credit, more credit than maybe some people do of winning that game in New Orleans. Like that was a that's a hard place to win. They had some issues to deal with on their coaching staff, but like Going forward, they've got to be more consistent in some areas to beat division teams, to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be an easy December here. No. I'm moving on as well. I I, I agree with Rappi. I think three and two. Mm -hmm. Probably realistic. It's kind of what I'm I'm, I'm trying to set expectations here. I'm trying to set some expectations because – Looking at the schedule, you look at it and you say, ah, four and one easy, right? Mm-mm. That's not necessarily the case. It's an NFC East team or division. True. We're going to mention that coming up here in a couple of minutes, but NFC East starting to figure some things out. They're going to make it tough on you. You got a target on your back at the moment. <sighs> so early in the season, I'm logic here, we went on a six game run. Mm-hmm. Sure. We went yes. on a six game run versus some formidable teams and some, mm-hmm. you know, obviously teams we were supposed to run over. I'm looking at the next four games, and these are teams obviously the Washington football team, the Giants, Washington football teams again, and the Cardinals before we the, get the Boo Eagles out of here. All of those are winnable games. Mm-hmm. And not only winnable, those are games that you expect to go into to dominate. I expect to dominate the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Their defense isn't what it That's is. Right. It hadn't been there. And so we can't – I know every week we're going to build these teams up to no, be bigger no. than what they are. I'm just saying, with getting your guys back healthy, bringing back Randy Gregory, Tank Lawrence mm-hmm. – Neville Gallimore, Keep it coming. Tristan Hill. Oh, my gosh. Okay, these are a bunch of guys that are not trying to swap jerseys with you after the game, right? So if I'm getting guys like that back, I have confidence that my team can pull this out. Look, even if we go 11-6, and six, what does that put us? What does that put us? First place. Right. Yeah. So if that's first place and it puts us like fourth or third, wherever the place spot I mean, is. Yeah, I think they're going to win this division. Yeah. I'm going to say division games are – Crapshoots. Yeah. We all, you know, a dice game. I just feel like with, with where our health is right now, these are games that we can win. We can roll through. So we I, can get I, back I, on the win. I think every game on our roster is winnable. I, I mean, I'm not roster, but our schedule is winnable. But dominate? I don't know if, if we're expected to dominate Washington. Washington's defense is not what they used to be. Our offense is not what it has been. That's kind of a crazy matchup. You talk a lot about playoff runs and what you have to do in December. This is our time. We struggled in December, but now you can go into the playoffs making that run. That's what I want, the momentum on our side. It's a great opportunity to get some momentum going into the playoffs and kind of hit it in stride. That's the biggest thing for these final five games. Now, we got to take our second break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on this Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. So that's not the uncle from the barbecue. I don't know what to call that one. That's cousin. Oh, that's the cousin from the barbecue. Fresh out. They call him Fresh Out. Oh, man. Rico, don't leave nothing out on the table. All right, everybody. We've got, like, negative a minute left here in Talking Cowboys. We talked too long today. We did. We had a lot of fun, though. Have we solved the run game yet? Have we? I don't know. What's How do you solve the run game in 15 seconds? Go. Block better, throw better. Zeke healthy. More Tony the outside. All those things. Give me one more. Play a bad defense. There it is. All right. That's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. What a day it's been here on this Monday. For Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?